Welcome back to another edition of Every Step of the Way Bible Study Discussion Group. Um, a little more information about us. We're more of a discussion forum. A group of brothers that get together every Tuesday and talk about the gospel, share the gospel, share scriptures. And we tie it in with real life situations and, and try to make it plain. And, and hopefully everybody can relate to it. And, and we try to just bounce things off each other and make it make sense to to the average man or even a seasoned, even a seasoned person in the word. So hopefully you enjoy it. It's the group discussion everyone wants more of. The type of conversation people want to be a part of. We share the gospel, scriptures, and we talk real life situations. You've heard us and followed us on Facebook Live. Now you can watch us right here on the Vision Live Network. The wait is over. It's now time for the Hour of Truth. Welcome to the Every Step of the Way Bible Discussion Podcast. The Real starts now. Oh, man, man, we, we, we had like a really good discussion, and it was kind of some of the stuff that I'm sure Jonathan is going to hit on, man. So without any further ado, I turn this thing over to, to Brother Jonathan. Let's rock. All right. Um, tonight, I want to talk about mistakes and backsliding. Because it's a it's a part of my relationship with God. I ain't ashamed, I'm not ashamed to say it. And I'm still working on it. So um in the verse I used tonight with Ezekiel 37:23, and it reads, They will no longer defile themselves with their idols and vile images or with any of their offenses. For I will save them from all their sinful backsliding, and I will mm. cleanse them. They will be my people and I will be their God. So my first um topic is What's the definition of backslide and mistakes? Backslide is an interruption or step backwards in our spiritual growth. And mistakes, they are not intentional. They usually produce an unwanted result. So what are y'all definitions of mistakes and backslide if you have your own? I wanna I wanna jump on that real quick. What's the I, I'm gonna ask a question in terms of backslide. I think I think we need an understanding of what's the what's the duration you know what i'm saying because because if i just make a mistake here and there i don't necessarily call that backslide so so what what would be the terms the duration of making these silly mistakes or whatever period or amount of time because i think for someone listening i think that's important to know that just because you make a mistake doesn't necessarily mean you backslide well let's let's clear this up there's a difference between a mistake and backslide. Right, right. That's why I want. I want to. I want us to. What's the? What's what would you consider the terms like the length of of making mistakes for whatever amount of period? I know it. I know it's not a set time. Okay, let's 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 say it this way: a mistake is a mistake. Mm -hmm. Backslide is going back into a, a world of sin. For instance, you know the old saying: when you get saved. I don't walk like I used to walk. I don't talk like I used to talk. And I don't go to places I used to go. I don't do the things I used to do. Well, now, if we go back to all that, if we leave God, that's backsliding. Mm -hmm. I like that. You got to understand, you, because you necessarily backslid, don't mean you left God. Mm -hmm. He didn't leave you. I, I hear what you're saying, uh, Brother Glenn. I, hear, I, I know what you're saying. 
but he don't he don't leave us. We we tend to and, and that's that's a good question that he wants us to define backsliding because to leave God and to do other things that's against God is considered yeah. backsliding. But the definition uh -oh. he, he gave, I think, sums it up the best because you can sin and not leave God. That's true. That, that's you true. Can sin and not leave God. So oh, yeah. you can backslide and not leave God. I mean, the key is always going to be the repentance. But he said the definition was something that separates you or causes division in your walk. It, it, it's, it means to turn back. And the difference between backsliding and mistake, a mistake is totally unintentional. Sometimes you do things that you intend to do, which call qualifies you to be uh, in a backsliding state. So it can be backsliders can be intentional as well as unintentional. A mistake is something you just didn't mean to do. There, there is a difference in the two. Yep. Y'all answer two. Y'all answer two of my questions. That was my next question. Is there a difference between a mistake and backsliding? But as mm -hmm. I was reading, I'm studying on this, I saw a question and it asked, is it true that the greatest sin in Christianity is the failure is the failure to grow spiritually? No. That's 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 given by everything sin. He said the greatest sin. Jesus said the greatest sin is blasphemy against the Holy Ghost. Everything else can be forgiven. So to say the greatest sin is not to grow spiritually, it's the greatest uh thing you can do to yourself, but it's not the greatest sin. You know, coming into the knowledge of God, I think is one of the greatest accomplishments any human being can, can do because it changes your look on life. It changes your direction. It allows you to see things in a different manner. But to say it's the greatest sin, it, no, of course not. I mean, not to grow spiritually, you can, you can put on Christ and never go any further. And that may be your desire. It may be your lot but you have the opportunity to grow if you like. That's why James said, any man like wisdom, let him ask from the father who gives it liberally. So, you know, I think that if we're talking about uh, not growing spiritually, it is up to us to decide how far we want to go and when we want to go. Now, I think that if you're a responsible Christian and you really want to come into the knowledge of him, the more you understand that you get, the more power you develop through the spirit. But I can't say it's the greatest sin. Jump in here on this backsliding thing. <clears throat> and I'm going to go scripture for once in my life. I'm going to go scripture. <laughs> um, Jeremiah in chapter 8. Come on. He talks about, talks about backsliding in verse. I'm going to go with verse 4 through 6. And it says, says, Verse four says, say to them, this is what the Lord says. When men fall down, do they not get up? When a man turns away, does he not return? When, why then have these people turned away? Why does Jerusalem always turn away? They cling to deceit. They refuse to return. See, backsliding is a method of when you turn away, and you refuse to return to God, in Jeremiah, he calls it backsliding. When you turn away from God and refuse to repent and come back, they consider it backsliding, if that helps anyone. I'm going to leave it at that. But let me ask a question. I mean, because I hear what Jeremiah is saying right there. 
But what does Jesus say about the righteous man that falls? He said, a righteous man falls seven times to get back up again. Mm -hmm. You fall into a backsliding state, but you are always given the opportunity for grace. Right, so right. Recover. See, I understand what you're saying right there, Glenn. But the difference between what you're saying and what Jeremiah is saying is that they did not they did not come back. See, they Jesus refused. said a righteous man fall and he come back. back yeah. But Jeremiah is saying when you fall and you do not come back, it's considered backsliding. So the Whoa. difference is backsliding is when you turn when you commit sins and you turn away from God. And then he says in verse six, he says they cling to deceit. They cling to deceit. It's considered a black side. So now you have turned away from God. Your lifestyle has become deceit. And now Glenn's come and talk to Jerome. And Jerome don't even want to come back to God. Right. You know what was powerful? What, what you read, Jay? Man. What jumped out at me was the word refuse. Refuse. Amen. Refuse, <laughs> refuse, refuse is something that takes intentions. And, yes. And, and is it also has the, that you have the knowledge of what's what's right and you still choose not to. So that's what jumped out at me. Amen. Amen. God. Good job, Glenn. Good job, Tom. Amen. That's good stuff. That's good stuff, John. Mm -hmm. So my next topic is when we make mistakes, do we think about God or do we think about how to fix them and get it and get it done ourselves? So <clears> for me, my answer is most of the time I was trying to figure it out on my own. Trying to mm -hmm. fix it all the time. But now that yeah. I'm starting to build my relationship with God, I automatically go to him first. But Come sometimes on. I still catch myself trying to fix it, but at least I know I'm trying to go to him too. Come I'm going on. to. Good job, Jonathan. Good job, bro. Good job. The first thing I do is I try to ask for forgiveness. I can't mm. fix it until I ask for forgiveness. Mm. That's number one. Mm. I'm always, hey, God forgive me. Then I'm trying to figure out how to fix the issues I just put myself in. But what I want to do first is make myself clean again with God by asking for forgiveness for the mistakes that I just done. That's just my thought. Hey, you know, as 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 we on this journey, right? And we've talked about it several times that most of us came to the Lord pretty much in the same kind of way for us. We didn't really have anybody to bring us in early Mm -hmm. So, so waiting on God to fix stuff is a foreign thing. What, what does that look like? You know what I mean? I know that I screw it up every time, but it, and we also know that it needs fixing, right? So, what do so what do waiting on God look like for us, Alpha men? Most of the time, it's gonna even when we know that we 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 think we waiting, but then I wake up tomorrow and it still exists. So, so no one taught us how to pray and commune with God. And, and, and that's part of the process of waiting. So if I ain't talking to him and praying, when I wake up tomorrow, I want that thing fixed. And the alpha male gonna always try to put his hands on me. I think you gotta be at peace with the situation if you consider yourself waiting on God. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. if you're at peace with the situation, um, depending on what it is, is God gives you the answer. It, so however whatever the situation is he'll give you the answer because the, the sometimes we get into the traps of where well, i'm waiting on god but you waiting on god but he's sent you something to move that don't mean you go cross your legs and cut the tv on and kick your feet up say i'm waiting on god mm -hmm. <laughs> it, sometimes it's action behind that 
Because there's got to be faith in that movement. All right. It doesn't mean you you have to um, completely shut down when you say I'm waiting on oh I'm waiting on God. You know, it, like, to me it depends on the situation. I agree. I can see what Prince said. I think um, for me, if, if it's a situation that I don't typically struggle with, like for instance. One of the rules I have at work is my employees can't talk to each other any kind of way because I don't talk to them any kind of way um, and vice versa. They can't talk to me like that. Um, so if I have an issue where I slip up with that, there's no issue. I go right to God. I, I have no issue taking it to God. Like, God, you know, forgive me. I messed up. Had a moment of weakness. Please help me. But if it's a situation I'm constantly struggling with, sometimes I, I, I feel embarrassed and I feel like I don't want to take it to him. Like, I need to try to fix this because why do I keep messing this up? And it, it causes me to kind of shy away from going to him full force like I should and me trying to fix it myself because of the, the just the shame of it. Hey, you know, Paul talks about this in Romans chapter 7. Remember, he says, that which I love to do, I can't find how to do it. And that which I hate, I find myself, myself doing it. So I'm you know, summarizing it up. And, mm -hmm. and then he tells us, you know, that you know, the only way he can get out of it is through Christ. You know, mm -hmm. if we're sitting there, we're trying to figure it out. I'm, I'm with Josh. You, you get embarrassed sometimes when you're falling into the same thing over mm -hmm. and over again, especially we alpha male, because of the fact that we are not used to owning up to mistakes like we talked about earlier. We're not, we are willing to take responsibility because most of the time, if it messed up, it wasn't our fault. Even mm -hmm. if it was our fault, we didn't take responsibility for it. And here it is now, you're in a place where you have to take responsibility for your spirituality, for your spiritual growth. So when you see yourself doing something that's contrary to what you want to do, you don't have the right mindset. You get you fall into yourself, figuring out how can I fix it myself. And a lot yeah. of times, let's be honest, we try to fix it before anybody else see it. So we don't have to be accountable to anybody right. else about what right. we did. Amen. Yep. Anybody else had anything on that? All right, next thing is how to speak with God about our backsliding and our mistakes. Um, I read something that said repeat, repent, ask for forgiveness, and really mean it from the heart. But I also say just talk to him and give it all to him. Just give it to him. Y'all opinion on that. The word said, come unto me all your burden heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. That's talking about that as well. Our rest is in Christ. Our rest is in God and, and his word. And when we find ourselves to where we're uncomfortable, we're uneasy, and we can't find peace in the midst, we have to go to him because he is the prince of peace. And he made a promise to us that even though we mess up, when we repent, like you said, we have the opportunity to come back better than we were before because we walk in grace. Grace, the Bible says, covers a multitude of sins, but it doesn't give us a, a free spin to go do whatever we want to do. We have to be willing to take responsibility and try to change so that we can see a different result out of ourselves. Trying to do the same thing, getting the same result, is what's called the very definition of being an idiot. So we are not idiots. We got to understand that when we make a mistake or we find ourselves doing something that's contrary, we have an advocate. We can go to them and said, this is what I'm standing in the need of because this is what I'm struggling with and I need your help. And the Bible says he is gracious enough to forgive us. 
So if we operate in that kind of fashion, we can see our growth begin to grow because we're less likely to try to hold on to ourselves and start allowing God to have his way. Now let me, uh, I'm going to break it down differently than what Glenn did because I can't go where he just went. For me, um, my walk, my opportunity where he just asked was, was hard for me because I had to mature. I had to mature, first of all, as a man to understand that the wrong can't do everything. So number one, when I made my mistakes, I knew I had to fix it. I wasn't strong enough in my walk with God to understand that I needed to turn it over. So it's a process. It's mm -hmm. a process of understanding mm -hmm. the word and how it works with God to be able to do what Glenn said, but it don't come overnight. It don't even come, for me, it didn't even come in the first year of walking with God, understanding that God is the way that I need to go when I do make my mistakes. But first and first, first thing first, I feel like I needed to fix it. So mm -hmm. Jerome trying to fix it, it keeps getting messed up. And it was messed <laughs> up years because Jerome kept trying to fix it. And then as I grew in God and grew in understanding that the whole let the whole spirit help you through these things but it's a process and as a christian we have to learn to understand that process until we understand that process of how christianity true truly works and god want us to do what glenn just said glenn spoke very well about it. but for me i'm hard-headed i didn't get that at first i didn't get that for a while so it just took me a long time to understand that now through the knowledge of the word when Glenn speak that, I can relate. But man, it took a long time for me to get to where I can relate to what Glenn just said. And, and to be honest with you, I mean, some days I still struggle with that. Amen. I, I still struggle with like, I see I did something and it wasn't intentional. Uh, and then I have to go back and try, I'm trying to rectify it in my flesh instead of going to God and say, God help me with this. And then I make the situation worse. Then I got, after I made it worse, then I turn it over to him for him to fix it because now it's out of my control. Mm -hmm. right. and, yeah. and that's a struggle yeah. for me sometimes because my intention is not to hurt anybody, but sometimes I do. Not meaningful, but it happens. And so, like Jay said- It hit rock bottom, hit all the way down to the ground before I turned yeah. it. <laughs> I've been there too, Jay. <laughs> mm -hmm. my, 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 struggle, my struggle early in my walk with, with repentance is because of so many false, teachings and things that I've heard and things that I learned that I put repentance on a scale. No, I, I didn't repent for every everything I've done wrong. I, I started I started measuring them and weighing them myself. Hey, that wasn't that bad. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, I started being my own judge. Uh, that wasn't too bad, but two people get hurt. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if you I don't know if you guys went through that as well, but for me, if 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 30 people didn't get crushed, I, I didn't necessarily feel the need to repent. Now, as I as I study the word and I have a, a better understanding that I did as a babe in Christ, that I know that we must, and we should say that we we must repent when we know that we did something wrong. And for me, that was a struggle for me because this, because of my own weight scale. Have you ever found well? Let me rephrase that. Have you looked at situation and you may have come into it and say, well, I'm going to go to God and ask for forgiveness, not because you had a true heart that you need to ask for forgiveness, but let's just say you did it because of fire insurance, because you, yeah. you knew you were wrong, 
right. You know you were wrong. Mm-hmm. And so I I know I know here that okay, I did wrong. Let me go on over here to God and ask him for forgiveness. Mm-hmm. But it ain't changed in here. Right. The heart, the heart wasn't behind it. So you find yourself, well, it's a day later, two days later, or whatever, right back into whatever it was before. Well, I got to go back over here again. <laughs> because the heart didn't change. Right. Right. It's, it's a I well, I knew up here that God said that was wrong. So I need to go. I need to go ask for my but am I asking him forgiveness to to actually really read <clears throat> of it or for fire insurance to say, well, oh, God, I asked for your forgiveness. All right. I the word said ask for your forgiveness. I asked for your forgiveness. You said seven times seven. I asked for your forgiveness. Right. But you but in here it didn't get here. Yeah. I think that's what I was saying in a nutshell. It takes time to understand what you're saying. It's the same process. Mm-hmm. We things. It's, it's almost like having a procedure. You follow the procedure until your heart can get in tune with what you're doing. That's powerful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like that. That's good, Jay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's powerful. But the word of God sometimes don't line up with our heart. We know the procedure that we need to do. But my heart ain't got there yet. But see, now yeah. I want to be in a, a compliance. I want to comply. But it's still a process for me to get my heart on the same page with the procedure. <clears throat> and so yeah. I understand, Prentice, because I got to catch up. I got to catch up with the guidelines. The guidelines are, are there and they're spiritual. But man, I'm, I'm just not there yet. And, I, and I, I know I got to do the right thing. So I love the way Prentice put that because that was very well said. But I'm just saying... Hey, sometimes your your mind know that you should do something. Your heart ain't there. <clears throat> Just not there. Mm-hmm. And, I think you, it's, it's, go ahead. And and the Lord God Almighty knows that, uh, Jerome. Amen. That's why He gives us grace and mercy. That's Amen. why He know we ain't there yet. And, and I we have that heart hasn't caught up to it to the understanding of the word fully. So that's exactly why His grace endures forever, and His mercy is everlasting. Amen. 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 Okay, how hard we try. The Apostle Paul said, I sought the Lord three times for the thorn in my flesh. <laughs> and, and he never said what the Lord told him. But we know he still had that thorn in his flesh. He said, my grace is sufficient. It's, I got you covered. As long as you choose me as your Lord and Savior, I got you covered. My grace is sufficient. Amen. 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 Now, now, if there's no grace, oh my goodness, we're in trouble. We done. We we brother Jonathan, I didn't mean to cut y'all, but if we ain't got grace, brother, <laughs> uh, we we doing it in vain because we'll never be perfect. But I know sometimes, I don't know if I uh, shouldn't feel this way, but I felt ashamed to go to God with my mistakes sometimes. Mm-hmm. I felt that's ashamed. You know? That's what the enemy wants you to do. That's what he wants you to do. He, he yeah. wants you to be ashamed. He don't want you to go to God. Yeah. But, but you got to know within yourself that, as we, the panel been using the word mistake, I use the sin. As we sin, we have to go to God. Because somebody paid the price for our sins. 
And all we got to do is ask for forgiveness. Don't be so, now I'm not talking about nobody on the panel or nobody that's listening. I'm just saying in general. Don't be so hard-hearted or so so stubborn that Jesus don't went to the cross and paid for sin and you can't ask for forgiveness. You can't repent. That That's a trick of the enemy. Because mm-hmm. no sin will enter heaven. And God said, it stinks in my nostrils. So you, you can imagine if you don't ask for forgiveness through your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, that you can't get there. And that that shame, excuse me, brother, that shame is one of the enemy's greatest tools against yes. mm-hmm. because Because it's, it's such a heavy thing. He'll use it against us in a major way. So we have mm-hmm. to be very mindful about being let let lay all our guilt at, at his feet. Uh, hey guys, how y'all doing? Oh, how are you doing? What's going on? I'm uh, I got invited by Josh. Josh is my brother in law. Okay. So, uh, What's going on this, there? this is some good stuff. Uh, good stuff. Uh, I didn't, I wasn't gonna say nothing, but uh, it just it just in me to say anything. Um, uh, basically, just just listening to everyone. I, I feel like a lot of times, um, I know I jumped on kind of late, so I'm, I might just be playing catch up, but the, the couple questions that, uh, that was, that was stated before, I think, I think what we go wrong as, as, as men, and even as Christian people and as a whole is that I think we look at it differently instead of, because re- the Bible says to re- renew your mind, not your heart. Mm. Um, and, and when we, we get so focused on, our heart, our heart got to be right. God knows my heart. Yeah, but even in the Bible, it says a man that think of so, so shall he, like everything is about your mind. Nice. It's, everything is psychological. So in church, we're taught to feel, we're taught to be emotional, but emotion runs out. And that's why we go back to the things that we were once doing and have to continuously, um, continuously ask God for forgiveness because our mind hasn't been renewed. Um, and once we renew our minds and we elevate ourselves and the elevation, and that's why it's, it's good, you know, to, you know, read your word, to, to, to study, to show yourself approved. It don't say anything about your heart. <laughs> everything is mental. Everything is mental. And I think if we start remove, if we, if we as Christian people, we start removing the, the, not religion, but being religious. Yeah. Um, on, I think, mm. I think, I think if we remove that, and and we and we understand that that it really is really not as complicated as we seem. I think we'll we'll make better choices as individuals um, because because just to be short, I know I, I don't want to take a, a lot of time, um, but our our will is very close to God's will, and is a very it's a very great area. And the reason why I say this is because Christ made us in His likeness and image. So we have we have the ability to think Christ-like, but I think that's where that's where it comes with elevation because it's such a great area as Christians, and that's why it's like that teeter totter, you know what I'm saying? As far as making decisions, making the right decisions, learning from our mistakes, you know what I'm saying? Um, mm-hmm. That kind of that kind of aspect there. So, um, but good stuff, good information. That's just my two cents on that question. Hey man, hey hey there, man. That's good. Good stuff. Good stuff. Welcome to every step of the way, bro. You family mm-hmm. now. <laughs> What's up, man? Hey, hey, this is my kind of stuff. This is my kind of stuff. I like I like level-headed people that can 
they can talk and and be you know what I'm saying like we don't get this kind of treatment that often so it's, it's a great thing to be a part of so I appreciate you guys having me on with you guys this evening Amen. definitely, definitely. He, he, he says something uh, very profound he said this is about the mind Yes. And the Bibles are out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaker. And then the God tells us that you cannot judge the heart. And like he said, so many people say, well, God knows my heart. He says, yeah, I know your heart. You can't judge it because the heart is deceitfully wicked. Who could know it? But then he says, but God looks on the heart. So man looks upon the outer appearance, but God judges the heart down to the very intent of the heart. And so we have to be intentional because if you go on and finish that scripture said, be renewed by the transform of your mind that you may prove what is good and perfect will of God. And, and that's the thing that we have to understand that it is a mind concept because once your mind gets right, the heart begins to follow suit mm-hmm. because it begins to pursue those things of God. It begins to pursue doing things better. It begins to pursue being changed because the only person that can transform the heart is God yes. and the word of God. Yes. Oh, one, one more thing. One more thing to piggyback off of that. That that just struck something with me, because if you if you think about it, if you understand like emotion, mm-hmm. the heart is an emotional tool. Meaning that the reason why God knows my heart in a certain situation because it's it's based off emotion. So we mm-hmm. deem situations based off emotion and not principles. So we, when you elevate your mind, then you make decisions based on principle. That's what God does. God makes decisions not off of emotion. He makes it off of principle. That's why we don't understand why God allows certain things to happen because we're making those decisions based off emotion and not principle. So I, I, get, I get what you're saying. You got you know, you to watch that because see, God is an emotional being. Right. Because the things he does is out of love. Love is, is, is the true emotion. Right. And so when you say, you know, you're talking about emotion versus principle, a lot of principle is based on emotion. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so when you're looking at the two aspects, they actually go hand in hand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we act out of emotion in principle because it may be something in principle that is causing an emotional reaction. And then that's what we have to understand. Our intellect is, is great, but your intellect can be unrighteous and can be wrong. And so, because he tells us that as well. And so you gotta be, when we're talking about out of emotion versus spirituality, there there are two different roads you walk with that. You can walk a road based on emotion, but you can also walk one based on spirit because the Holy Spirit is a teacher and it will lead and guide you. And it will tell you, hey, you're about to do something wrong. Don't do that. But we we will dismiss it and go do it and find ourselves in some trouble. And then we react out of our emotion. Well, yeah, I definitely, I definitely understand that. But just like how the Bible says, the Bible says, you know, and I'm a, I'm a paraphrase. The Bible mm-hmm. says, you know, when somebody does something to you, um, that's ill will, mm-hmm. you're supposed to turn the other cheek. Mm-hmm. That's a principle. My mm-hmm. emotions is telling me you hit me, I hit you back. Hit you back. Yeah, correct. So what, what, <laughs> what, what you're, what you're referring to is yes, we, we still have to learn. That's that. That's what separates the weak from the strong, the immature from the mature. And that's why elevation of the mind is very important because it teaches you those, how to channel, like you said, how to channel those emotions in order to make better decisions in order to ultimately make, ultimately not, not do the same things and change your ways of thinking. So that way you don't have to constantly ask 
God for forgiveness for the same mistake. So yeah, I get what you're saying. That makes sense. Yeah, it, it, it is a gray area you walk. You yeah, know, you know we have to understand that we are both spiritually and emotional creatures. Right. And because we are both spiritual and emotional creatures, we'll walk out of, out of both. And then right. you know we got to understand that no matter how elevated you get, there's always going to be some learning you're going to have to go through, and some humble pie you may have to eat because you're learning. Uh, it says Paul says all I get get understanding, and then in Proverbs Solomon says the same thing that wisdom is is more precious than pearl and more precious than ruby. And so when we're talking about intellect, he says in Romans chapter seven when he talks about falling down and and not doing the right thing. He tells us, I'm a learned man. I, I'm a possible kind of possible. Even I got to struggle. And you're right. It's about us making the mindset transform to meet what the spirit is doing because the spirit is the key. If we walk in the flesh, we will mind things of the flesh. So if we walk in our emotions and we walk in our intellect, then we're walking in the flesh. But we have to become spiritual beings by the transformer of our mind. And so, yeah, you, you're making some very good points. I like what you're saying. But it is a two. It's a twofold concept right. that we right. definitely have to grasp in. Because hey, Glenn, I'm glad Glenn went there because uh, Darren, if if somebody listened to you, uh, they're gonna think that you're only in the mind. But it, it's it's twofolds when you start talking mm -hmm. about that, and we right. just got to do more study to make sure that because we are alive, we want to make sure we don't send somebody down the wrong road by listening to what we're saying. Mm -hmm. It is a twofold thing. You mm -hmm. are on the right track, but you're kind of directing. Like the heart doesn't matter. Somebody that's going to take that the wrong way. Glad they're trying to clear that up because we don't want to leave somebody the wrong way. I think that was very well said by both of you guys. Bro. Yeah, a very good conversation. I enjoyed this. No, I'm not talking to anybody in this, about anybody in this group or on this line, but why do some Christians or church folk look down on people who make mistakes or backslide? <laughs> I say because they, I say because they, I say because they had their mistakes and backslide more than the electric slide, but when Sunday comes, it's their day. <laughs> How about this, y'all? How about this? That's good. That's good, but some of them just don't know no better. Some of them just, Plain and simple. are just not educated in the Word of God. That They think they probably been taught to do that. I mean, I'm not making any excuses for them, but People that look down on folks, they don't, they never experience, I didn't say never, but they don't have God's true uh, will in their heart. Because we know about the, Samar uh, the, the Samaritan and, and the three on the road to Jericho. I mean, you you can't look down on nobody. So, uh, what's the guy name? just passed away? Lee Williams. Man, they sung them songs forever. The only time you should be looking down on a man is when you, Helping them up, man. It, 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 it's so much in the Bible that tells you that you should never look down on another person, no matter what. And and if you bold enough to to call yourself a Christ-like person and do that, then you like that fellow, Slewfoot, uh, Lucifer, that you're that arrogant to think that you can treat God's people any kind of way. And get away with it. it it's just not going to happen. It's not going to happen. But Brother Robert, sometimes it's our own Christian people that treat us this way. But that's what I mean. Those are what I'm talking about. Those are what I'm talking about, Jerome. They, some of them just are unlearned. But some of them, 
actually think they're going to get away with it. As Jonathan said, uh, that little poem he just said, that was pretty nice. <laughs> it's all right. But, but you have to think about the, Now we go back to the mind. You have to think about them people's mindset that look down on somebody else and call themselves a Christian. I'm Man, Jonathan, it's such a question. Such a good question. But sometimes as babes in Christ, we forget where we came from. Yes. We mm-hmm. forget. We struggled. Yeah. In that, you know, we forget that, hey, we once were sinners and we was out there doing everything under the sun. Mm-hmm. Excited and the spirit started dwelling in you. It's, you get that transformation that my brother Darren was talking about in the mind. You started thinking that you all that in the bag of chips. Mm-hmm. Thinking it's mm-hmm. all about you. Yeah. And you forget that, hey, you was once that person that's struggling. You were once that person. I don't care who you may be, but you don't went through some or you done did some. So sometimes as Christians, man, we just put ourselves on a, on a pedestal bigger than what we should be. And we need to humble ourselves back down and say, hey, I've been there and be understanding to somebody else's walk and accept them for where they're at and love them. That's what I help, help me out. Help me out, uh, uh, Brother Glenn. Help me out. Uh, and my best, at my best, I'm talking about my best of the best that I got. I'm still 50 rays. I am 50 rays. Help me out now. I'm talking about, you know, uh, today was a perfect day for me. Yeah, I'm still, I'm still ain't nothing but 50. Hope I lost him. Lost him. I, hear, I get what Robert is saying. My righteousness is a filter. Look, it, it, it just, it, it's a trick of the enemy. It's a trick of the enemy. That's all. I, I mean, I, I know we, we we talking about babes in Christ and 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 people, you know, getting to a certain level of understanding and think they're more than others. All those are tricks because Lucifer was second in charge and he wanted to be God. God, yes. And and for that punishment, he got kicked out. So it it tells you where all that type thinking or lead you, it, it, it would be your downfall. Brother Robert. Yes, sir. I want to take it. I think it's, I think for me, I think it's more cultural because when you start spending time in God's word, that, those things are very, they become very difficult to take on that attitude. As as I read, I've never seen Jesus set aside. Uh, I've never seen him take the best of the best and go have dinner. I've, I've never. He was in the, the low place. He was with the, all all kinds of people, all every sorts you think of. You name him, he was with them. And so when you start culturally, culturally, we had we had stretches where, like I said, I, y'all have heard me say this before. My grandparents and your grandparents, definitely their parents, wasn't that versed at reading, right? So, so it wasn't as easy to go and spend time in the word as it is for us. Drone mm-hmm. reading something right now, <laughs> Glenn is too, right mm-hmm. now, right? And and that's very, it's very significant be, because. Everybody wasn't following a true man of God. It was a lot of false prophets. That's it's still here now. And so when someone just sat there and hear the word, 
it's, it's, it's a little more difficult to be doers of the word as it is when you're reading and spending time and meditating on the word. I, I can't meditate on the word and then walk out those and start frowning up at people. Something, something wrong with that picture. So I think culturally it's, it's become acceptable to get clicks in the church and, you know what I'm saying, look the part, you got degrees, you know what I'm saying? So I think culturally it's a big impact on that too. Hey, you know, you're saying culturally as being in the, in the African-American community and or any culture, because and I don't care what church you find, mm -hmm. you're going to find cliques in the church. Oh, yeah, definitely. Satan, definitely. He, he lives in that. He goes to church every Sunday, right, with his mm -hmm. homeboy, every Sunday. They show up every Sunday. It, it's, a, it's a maturity level. James said, if you see your brother overtaken in fault, such are you which are spiritual, Restore such a him lest you find yourself also tempted. Well, he's telling you, if you're in the right spirit, you're in the right mindset, when you see somebody that's coming from a different platform that has, has sinned and, and fallen short, then you should restore them in a spiritual manner by not looking down on them, by not being condescending, by not talking about them. If you are doing it in the right spirit, which is the spirit of Christ and brotherly love, because he said this is the greatest commandment that you love your brother as your, uh, your neighbor as yourself. And, and so and all this hang all the law in the prophet. So if we're walking in the right spiritual mindset, then when somebody takes the, the road to look down on somebody, they're looking haughty. And, and the thing about it, looking down on somebody, you're looking at your destination because the same person you're looking mm -hmm. down on, you will eventually be looking up at because they yeah. don't have to probably be the one to help you up at your fault. Yeah. Yeah. Look what he told, remember what he told Peter? Peter was standing there. He said, who do men say that I, the son of man, am? And they say, some are this and some are that. And Peter had the revelation. Thou mm -hmm. art the Christ, one sent from God. And Jesus told him all the things that he would have to suffer. And Peter says, right after he had the revelation, he was in the highest place he could possibly be. Because he said, blessed are thou, Peter, by journal from flesh and blood, not revealed unto you, but my father was in heaven. And upon this rock, I will build my church and the gate of hell will not prevail against it. He had just told Peter that and then began to tell him what he was going to suffer. The next word out of Peter's mouth was, far be it from you. And Jesus said, get behind me, Satan. Yes. And then he told that the devil desires to sift you as sweet, but I have prayed for you that your faith fails not. But after you have been, after you fall, turn around and strengthen your brother. He was letting him know, you're in a high place now. But because the way your mind is thinking, you're going to go through a fall. And when you go through the fall, you're going to have to turn around and strengthen your brother. So much so that Jesus told him, you're going to deny me three times. And when he denied him, he had to go through three parts of restoration so he could be prepared on that day of Pentecost to preach the Sermon on the Mount. I think also, also to answer your question that... Um, that church mainstream church today is very commercialized. Yes. Um, and it's is is it's it's, it's kind of like if my favorite preacher or my favorite prophet prophet said something against something, then I can I got the authority to talk down on a person or mm -hmm. to to um ridicule an individual yeah. because of certain things. And a lot of people come to church for emotional fixes instead of like what we're doing, digging in the word, pulling out scripture, understanding scripture, understanding mm -hmm. how it works, that elevation. Um, a lot of people just want to come feel good and release that endorphin 
and, and then going about they going about that week until next week when they don't truly change, uh, which we all have the ability to change. We all have the ability to do good. Um, but church today is so much out there on everybody's everything's so controversial. And it's funny how everybody tried to debunk like the Bible, try to debunk and try to make people feel less than. And it, it's a lot of it's a lot of <laughs> what's the word I can use? Corruptness yes. in, in, in leadership, um, which trickles down to their congregations and they feel like they can treat people any kind of way because I go to so-and-so's church and this is my so-and-so pastor. Um, so I think it comes back to, we just have to have that individual relationship and be around like-minded believers that help strengthen us to continue to be examples like Christ would be. Um, like, like my man was talking about how Jesus was with, he never really said, oh, I'm going to take these folk and I'm only going to talk to these folk. He talked to everybody. So, so I think that's because mainstream churches are so commercialized these days. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's good right there. Well, not only another aspect. Oh, go ahead, Prentice. I'm sorry. No, I was just going to kind of piggyback on that a little bit because we, when we talk about looking down on people and I think someone mentioned a minute ago, it's like the people that Jesus chose on his walk and the type of people that it was, I think either Robert or, or Glenn talked about it before where but that, look at the people God chose. Go back to Noah. Go back to Go back mm -hmm. to David. Yeah. He, he, he's one of the best of the best of the best. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> all these all these guys <laughs> were imperfect as they took their walk and God used them. Yes. They're still being talked about today, you know, in, in that particular way. So when you sometimes when you look down on someone. You might miss the message that was just meant for you. Mm -hmm. Because that person you looking down on, because you you think he's drunk or or whatever, and, and you don't want to you don't want to hold a conversation with him. That word he has, God might have told him to give that word to you. And Come you on, don't the message. Because you look down. Jerome talked about Balaam. And the donkey. Sometimes we don't believe that I ask him to talk. Come on now. Yes. Being yes. yes. Right. Had he not stopped the real and that, and he kept beating him and kept beating him until he spoke and let him know. And and, and what Prentice is saying, God takes the the extraordinary to do extraordinary things with. Because mm -hmm. you are not an ordinary human being when you are going outside of the scope of what God has designed for man to be. But then he reaches down and clean you and put you on a yep. path of speaking for him. Them boys feared Paul because all they saw was Saul. God had to change his identity, even though his, his, his name was Saul and, and in his real identity. However, he had to change how people looked at him. And that's the thing that we have to look at is that we get so caught up with where the messenger is coming from, we can't receive the message. It's what Darren was just saying. Churches are so commercialized that they're more worried about how can I fill up this congregation so that I can put more money in the church and more mm. money in the yeah. and get a bigger salary. When a lot of what God is trying to say, 
Because I don't want you to be concerned about the money. I want you to be concerned about salvation. I'll add to the church what is needed. That's why the Bible said that on the day of Pentecost and, and when they went on continually in prayer, in one accord, God added such to the, to the church daily. That's Acts chapter 2. And whatever the church needed, because they were continually in prayer and in unity, God met the need. He met the need monetarily. He met it with food. He met it with clothing. He met it with everything because they were in one accord. It wasn't about, I'm being the greatest preacher than you. I want to be a part of the unified church. And if I'm a part of the unified church, everything else is going to fall into place. Amen. I think one of the um the aspects missing too from the other the other aspect of church, we touched on it before, is the nurturing aspect. Um, how many how many churches leave those behind who are not elevated to the level that they're on and they don't nurture and pour into them to get them to that level? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. You know, I, I hate being no, I, I ain't gonna lie, that's a lie. I love my church and I love my pastor. There is no little person in our church. He does not believe in that. He and, and I love it because his vision, I have taken hold of it because he said the least of us shall become the greatest. And he believes that. And he pushes it. And I and I know other preachers that do the exact same thing. But it is it is refreshing to know that when I step through the door, even as, as the assistant pastor, it makes no difference how small the baby, their salvation is relevant to this house. And, and we squash as much as we pop and to say we don't have problems would be a lie. We have issues, all churches have issues. Yes, but sir. I fact, without a shadow of a doubt, the least person in that church, the smallest baby, or the person that comes in the most drunk and smelly, he doesn't change his way of teaching and preaching to them. And that is why I can say I love how I go and how God moves in our house. And I don't think that it's just relegated just to Mount Zion, I think it's all over. But it's it's not as mainstream as we see other things happening, and and that's sad because there are some truly some churches out there trying to do the right thing and mm -hmm. be what God has called us to be. And it's not about how I can make you shout; it's if I can show you how to find the road to salvation and help you stay on it to the best of your ability. That's yeah. it. That's it. Right. And a lot of people. A lot of people have to understand you know a lot of us we don't study to show ourselves approved come on um, now. And, and a lot of a lot of us only we're we especially in the, like going back to what everybody's saying is that we're not taught kingdom um Ooh, and and if we if we would be taught kingdom then we wouldn't look down on the next man we're taught religion we're Amen. taught we're taught the more Amen. you have you must be more anointed and yes. that's not that's not true because mm. you don't know what that mm. person or what those individuals gave up to have. Oh, right. So, <laughs> so, so at the end of the day, at the end of the day, we have to. It's a like you said, it's a self evaluation. It takes us read. That's why the that's why the word says pray and fast all the time. Like study to show yourself approved. Read on my word. Meditate on my word. Like always seeking God because when you come again, it's such like you were saying, such a great area in a lot of things. It's kind of, and our will and God will is very close in certain areas and aspects because God gives us free will. And some people, uh, you know, just like the Bible says, a gift comes without repentance. So oh. a person can be a person can be a, a, a good preacher, a good singer, a good so and so, and draw the men. But God says, "Let me be the fisherman of men." 
And, and but we try to be our own fishermen. And I think that's where we get to where people feel like, oh, I did this and I did that. And they forget that their gift comes without repentance. So they in order it is only going to take you but so far. Um, but we gotta, we gotta, we gotta think more, elevate ourselves, our mental capacity even more, and use those emotions that what we've been talking about to 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 to, to teach each other and be as kingdom minded, not religious minded, or not profit minded, or whatever it is. We have to be kingdom minded. That way, we can help each other. Uh, whether you and whether you're a babe in Christ or whether you mature in Christ, there's a place for us all. You know, he's powerful right there because that's the message that Jesus taught after his baptism. Repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. It's about kingdom business. It's about, you know, allowing ourselves to be relegated to the sovereignty of God. Because when we're walking in the sovereignty of God, we are his subject under his kingdom. And the thing about a king is he has a domain of his kingdom and it's his responsibility to provide protect and rebuke that kingdom and that's what god does he he provides for us he protects us and when we need rebuke he gives us rebuke and so darren is speaking the, the right concept there are so many churches out there that miss kingdom they're not teaching kingdom but they're teaching individuality individual spirituality and, and being self-sufficient but there's no self-sufficiency in kingdom because kingdom requires unity. And when there is unity, there is strength. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Jonathan, you knocked the home run on this one. <laughs> Sir, Grand Slam. <laughs> mm -hmm. well, I have one more. I want to keep us long. I got one more, though. Um, God knows we're going to make mistakes and backslide. So what is his purpose for our mistakes and backslide? To learn. I also say it. It, show, it shows us who to run to, who to trust. Is a forgiven God, He puts us through to help others and to strengthen us inside and out. Yep, yep. So repeat the question one more time. God knows we're going. God knows we're going to make mistakes, mistakes and backslides. So what is His purpose for the mistakes and for us far mistakes and backslides? I think I think that I, for me, I feel like it separates the real from the fake. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. I mean, just putting it in layman terms, like it. What it does, it allows everything's a growth uh, opportunity, and it's all about the lesson learned. Because the way that Jesus taught and the way that the Bible speaks, everything is metaphoric. Everything is a lesson. Everything is it makes you think. Everything Jesus, when Jesus, when the Pharisees, even when the Pharisees, when they thought they were so high and mighty, and they would come to Jesus and be like, you know, saying like he was just like they were just so much better, he would always throw it back at them and make them think. Um, and I think that God does those things for us to make us think and and separate those people that's really for him and the people who just say they for him and the people who just ain't going to do right by him. So <laughs> that, that's how I feel like that's why because God's not a, he's not a psychic. He's not a he's not he's not a magician like he, he's not in time. He's out of time. So it's not mm -hmm. like he can see the future. He that's why we have the ability to alter our destinies because we're able to make decisions what he does he can see what what decisions that we could make potentially make and then he comes back and lets us know like hey you on the wrong path or you need to get yourself back on the path so i i believe the biggest thing is just separate the real from the fake and it allows us to grow and develop as christians 
you know, and I'll walk every day. Yeah, be careful. Now you say he 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 um doesn't see the future. He is future. Well, yeah, I, I mean, I mean, future as far as like God is not God is not in time, just like the Bible says that yes. one day is like a thousand years to God. Yeah, so but God's mean. not in time, he's not in our time zone, he's yeah. out of time, so he doesn't right. he's already been there. So it's not like he, he tells the is what I'm saying is like he's already in our future. First, if we just use the words, he's already in our you. future because he's already been. I was I I, I missed I that, you. but I got, yeah, I got he, you. He knows, yeah. You you're right because he there is no time in heaven. That's why he said he is eternal. Right. And because he's in eternity, he knows all. The Bible says he knows the end from the beginning. Right. And then he was there. So you know you're right. A thousand years until a day of days until a thousand years. And when we're looking, God knows our end from our beginning. So he's walking backwards through our life. And when we get to a certain point, he, you're right. He puts he, he auctions us by the Holy Spirit. That ain't right. Right. <laughs> Pay attention. Mm -hmm. Not to make a mistake. Don't do that. <laughs> Don't do that. You, you, you say right. And I, I wanted to clarify because I want the people to understand that to pay attention because they may not be where we are on that on the wording. And we want to make sure we keep that wording the way mm -hmm. we keep it simple. Bro, you something serious. I enjoy you. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. I appreciate y'all. Yeah. Y'all teaching me. Y'all teaching me. you teaching each other. Come on now. I like this. This has been a good discussion. I, I, I'm enjoying myself. Yes. Yeah. I am enjoying myself today. And one thing I want to say is what I love about tonight is even Peter got challenged by Paul. Yes, sir. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I want Darren to understand you get challenged with us, it's all in love. And what's going to happen with you? Speaking like you speak, somebody going to, because we got a lot of knowledge. I'm surprised. Dakota. Amen. Um, those guys haven't said about tonight, but boy, it's a lot of knowledge on this team that we have. You, you, you don't take it personally when somebody speak up because they will. Eventually, it's going to happen. Dakota is very strong. Charles very strong. These guys, but it's all apprentice. It's all in. We never and mean we it. Expect, and we expect you to speak up. <laughs> never mean when we give you a challenge or a correction. Oh yeah. <laughs> Never, but you know you fit in well, man. I love the knowledge that you brought. Oh yeah, man. Definitely. Appreciate you a lot. Appreciate y'all. I, like I like it. Iron sharp and iron. Yes, sir. Well, that's all I had tonight, fellas. Thank y'all for the opportunity, Johnson. Man, hey, good, hey, Johnson. Whoa, man. Grand <laughs> slam tonight, bro. Grand, grand slam, man, man, man. I feel a stirring inside of me, man, man. Whoa. Whoa, man! I, like I told you before, everybody man. got on. I've been excited all week. Well, since you sent it, sent me what you was teaching on, man, because I I just felt like it was going to be a grand slam because it's such a rich, rich, rich topic, man. Great job, man. Yeah, I wanted yeah, I wanted yeah. to mention, man. I've been thinking, we've been talking about the reasons, God's reason for the what we think God's reason for the pandemic was has been, and I might be missing the mark, but in my reading. It was a lot of going, a lot of going and teaching the word, a lot of, especially Paul, a lot of going. Mm -hmm. I think that that might be, since we know that churches, and, it, and it, I can't see it changing in our lifetime, not, not back to what it should be, but I think it's designed and meant for us to go 
and spread mm -hmm. the gospel, not pound people, but when we have such an impact. And I think we devalue the impact that we really have as, as believers and men of God. Like when we have so many people that we can, we're in contact with and opportunity does present itself. So I just want us to be mindful when, when you get that option, don't, don't hold back, you know, cause, cause a lot of people don't even really know how to ask for what we have. Cause I didn't, I never knew, I know I felt some, I always thought it was gas, but anyway, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anybody y'all jump in here, man. Um, one team know that, that I got a call yesterday from George from South America. Um, he gave me a call, said he's doing well. He's, he's on his way back today, but he wanted to let you guys know he'll be thinking about you guys. And, and I told him before we end up tonight, we're going to ask Glenn or whoever's going to pray us out to pray for George with safe travel. Yeah, for traveling. I was yeah, wondering where you at because he because the thing about George and 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 I'm he's one of the guys that have made me. This is the longest I've been without hearing from George since George's been on here. Because I'm telling you, he he it might not be, but once a week, hey, bro, how you doing, man? Just want to let you know I love you. And he might hang up. <laughs> he, he just, and so to go this long, man, I was worrying about it, man. Anybody got anything else what we do? I ain't got nothing to do. I ain't in no hurry tonight. <laughs> I, I do got a personal, I'm probably going to keep Glenn and Dakota on the line. For a one-on-one -on -one session, they ain't gonna be messing with me on Facebook all week. I'm not gonna go through that, but anyway. You just act like your hurricane, a whole bunch of wind with no power. No. Candy Dakota, Dakota, he called, he called you Suge Knight earlier, Dakota. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, oh my God. Hey, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna get these shout outs and takeaways. I want to get the, the guys off. You no, know, if you guys want to stay on and chop it up and cut the food with me. That's fine, Danny. I would love to do that. But anyway, we're going to start with Brother Darren, man. Man, let me start. Now, I'm sure I speak for the group, man. Wow. Amen. Wow. Like, spirits, spirit feels each other's spirit, man. We you know that kindred spirit, man. Like, we've had a lot of, how many now, Glenn? 60? 60 plus people. Over. We've been on here, I don't know if you know it, but May the 10th. 2020 was our very first Zoom call. Um, and so we've had 60 plus dudes on here since then. And mm -hmm. I can honestly say your spirit is right out there with the best of any that came on initially. So oh, welcome, wow. man. Bless man you. Give, me some take, give me some takeaways from tonight. Um, I mean, I, I've, I've learned a lot. Um, I, I've learned a lot. Uh, this is this is like, uh, Man, this is this is a great thing. I kind of like uh, my brother-in-law. We was talking yesterday, and uh, I actually saw it on live, and I was like, "Man, you know, it'd be it'd be cool." Like, cause like you know, my background. I'm not churched. I'm not. I didn't grow up in church. You know, I didn't. I grew up without my dad. Uh, a lot of a very similar stories. Like music helped me stay in church. I'm a musician, so. Uh, I'm a guitarist, so like I play for churches, like I do it for a living, so like that's what I do. So that's what music helped save my life. Um, it got me because without music, I probably wouldn't be in church because I'm just of my thought process, you know what I'm saying? But I was able to find God, um, and it's just good to, to see us <laughs> um, helping each other, and there's no big eyes, no little use, and, and uh, 
it, it just it's just a great thing and I, I i look forward to more things and expanding you know i don't know everything but i expanded my thought process expanding my relationship and my walk with god to make me a better uh christ example when i go out and i play for different people and i do different things that people would see the example of christ so i appreciate josh i appreciate uh mr glenn straightening me out on a few things <laughs> i appreciate i appreciate <laughs> i appreciate all y'all man I, I i enjoy you guys spirits man you guys it seems like everybody just want to help everybody out it's no it's no like i'm trying to be better than anybody um and I, I look forward to if you guys will have me i look forward to more opportunities to listen in and and grow and develop anytime brother hey hey great job darren i'm gonna share something with you real quick man um, one night I brought something to the table, man, and and, and Glenn and Prentice, man, they lit, lit, lit. I had wounds. I had virtual wounds, bro. Like, you know, I just throw it out there. I, I really just want everybody to take it and pray when we get out. Now, them, them cats with me on live, on live. But it was all in love, man, and that's the, that's the beauty of it all, man. Hey, I like that. That's what's up. Yeah, yeah. Man. man, we love you, and I can't wait to see you Every Tuesday, man. Yes, Every sir. step of the way, we got a new brother, man. That's yes, sir. Yes, sir. So with that being said, brother Josh, you got to roll with you after your brother-in-law. Great job, man. Great invite. Man, Jonathan, awesome lesson tonight. And y'all know me. It's Tuesday, so I'm happy. I love y'all. And, and we, we going to rock till the wheels fall off. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Good job. Love you, too, bro. Brother Prentice. Hey, Jonathan, man. Yeah, great topic tonight. Um, man, I love the energy tonight. I mean, everybody was chiming in and from the heart. Appreciate you, brothers. Uh, Y'all have a good week. Amen, bro. You too, bro. You too. Love you, man. Uh, man, man, this thing, man. I, man, I feel spiritually giddy. I don't know. ain't happening, but I feel that's, man. Anyway, Brother Robert. Ah, uh, Brother Jonathan. Great job, man. Brother Dan, welcome. Brother Josh, you tell my little sisters and brothers, I say, what's up? <laughs> I, I, you know what? I'm sorry. They told me to tell y'all, hey, they kept me on task. Make sure, Daddy, you make sure you get on on time and tell everybody we said hey. <laughs> we love them, Doc. I just want to leave this real fast. This is uh, Philippians second chapter. Second verse. Fulfill ye my joy that you be like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord, of one mind. Let nothing be done through strife or vainglory, but in lowliness of mind. Let each esteem others better than themselves. Look not every man on his own thing, but every man also on the things of others. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Amen. Being in the form of God, Thought it not robbing to be equal with God. Listen, man, y'all brothers know I love you, man. Like I said, uh, brother Dan, welcome. Brother Josh, make sure you tell my people we love them. And Jonathan, great job. Great job. Thank you. Thank you. Love you, brother Rob. Great scripture, too. Hey, just want to let you guys know, man, I called him. I called my niece and nephews the next night, man. And and that was one of the my highlights of the week. Hey, man, they such they such great kids, man. They man. man, they were so excited to hear from me, man, and talk to me before they went to bed, man. 
man, God is so he everything, man. He's all yes, everything. Yes, he, just, he just is, man. How how all this come together, man. I'm just blown away. Great job, brother Robert. Brother Dakota, I was trying to get to you, but I see you keep pouring your bowl of fruit loops, but I don't even know if you really want to talk. You probably gotta go to the bathroom. <laughs> uh no that's that's some of uh mr brother brooks great barbecue sauce i was putting on my chicken fingers oh there. yes sir mm. uh, uh yeah you know how that is <clears throat> but uh god bless you brothers amen and um brother darren continue to let god use you brother man especially with the music so you know music is very very important uh yes. what it says what king david used to play music to calm Psalms saw soul to calm yeah. that spirit that he had. And David used to play the music to calm him down. And the music is very, very important and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And continue to let God use you to uh to play that music like that. If that's like you said, if that's a, a big part of your life, continue to let God use you. God bless you, brothers. I was online last night when I seen uh brother Glenn and that brother and two ladies I was on on El Shaddai, mm -hmm. something like that. Oh my God. I watched, I watched that today. Yes, sir. <laughs> I listened to that thing till I fell asleep, Brother Glenn. I mean, that, I ain't even watched TV last night. I was planning on watching TV, some of my shows that I recorded, but I got so into it that I ain't even watched TV last night. I mean, I went to bed with all that. I said, God, no, man. I, I couldn't tell I couldn't turn myself away from it. Brother, I love to hear the word of God. And for them, them two mighty women of God and you and that brother. Speaking some good things on last night. I just wanted to say the Holy Ghost really used y'all last night. And God I believe that man, that, that was so powerful. It wasn't like that. Sometimes as, as preachers and teachers of the gospel, sometimes I mean you're so always pouring out. Sometimes it's just good to be fed and to listen and whatnot. Sometimes that's why I come on here, even with you bad brothers like that. I just love to sit back and listen and get and, and learn and wait how you brothers break down things because I'm humble like that. I don't have to, all, I just love listening to you guys and soak it up like a sponge. And when I, sometimes that's why I be so quiet because I just love listening, man. And um, God bless every all you brothers, man. And that's an awesome, awesome lesson tonight, uh, what you guys was uh, discussing. I know like usual, I got in late and whatnot, but we know that God shows no favoritism. He shows no respect to person. Like my brother Glenn was saying, there's no big eyes and little U's and whatnot, and we're not supposed to be like that. Everybody was supposed to love each other equally, no matter, like you said, if a drunk prostitute come in, you're supposed to show them the same type of love, because that's who you want to come in. That's come who you want to come in off the street. You shouldn't turn your nose up at nobody, no matter how bad they smell, or whatever the case may be. We're supposed to accept them with love, so God bless each and every last one of you. May God continue to order your steps, and I love you, and you brothers have a good night. God bless. Amen. Good job, good job, brother. Go to amen. Piggyback on what you said about Glenn Steen last night. I called Josh while he was while he was listening. <laughs> and it took me a couple of minutes. You know how when you used to talking to people, you just used to talking to them. And it uh -huh. took me a couple of minutes to realize that I was I was bothering him. <laughs> he, he said he was I, I can multitask. Uh-uh. He was responding. <laughs> But then he was like, yeah, bro, I'm watching Glenn's thing. I said, oh, that's the second time he done said that. <laughs> so I watched it. I watched it today because I was like, hey, man, let me check it out. Man, wow. Just wow, man. Keep letting God use you, Glenn, man. Love you. Love all you guys. Brother Charles. Hey, uh, uh, Jonathan, you did great, man. Tonight I was real quiet. 
Uh, tonight, I just wanted to, uh, tonight I wanted to be the student and let yeah. God show me some things. So because I've been in both of those states, I've been in a back splitting state and I've made a whole lot of mistakes. So by the grace of God, I thank him for mercy. For you guys to, uh, to join in this Bible study and just look at what God did out of COVID. Oh, you know, yeah. How bad COVID is, but look what he produced out of COVID. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's us. And you guys are a part of that. And I'm thankful. I love each and every one of them. And Glenn, what were you on last night? I need to check that out, man. It's uh, El Shaddai Worship Center out of Augusta, Georgia. It was Kingdom Hearts. It was a, a Bible discussion last night. And I, I saw my Facebook page, but I'll, I'll email you. To, I'll text you the link. Oh, okay. It, it, was, it was powerful. All right. Good. Good job, Love you, man. Love you. Tell Miss how I say hey, too. All right. I will, man. Brother Jonathan. Yeah, I want to thank y'all for this opportunity tonight. And when I pick my topic, it's stuff I struggle with and stuff I want to learn from as well. So... I struggle with mistakes. I have suffered consequences and lost relationships because of my mistake. But it's one relationship I never lost. It only got stronger, and I was with God. So that's why I thank him for that. And I love him every day. And I thank y'all for supporting me and being there for me and just praying for me. So Amen. God bless y'all and your family. Amen. Amen. Hey, good, hey, hey, Brother Jonathan, and listen, man. <laughs> awesome job, man. You, you, and, you and Josh... Y'all blow me away with y'all. The humility to me for a guy like me is unreal. Mm -hmm. Y'all humility that and it's natural, it's not fake. Yeah. But but That's for good. me, man, to, to see you, and it's been I've been knowing Johnson all his life, been knowing Josh three, four years, and it's that's who they are, man. And 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 like what Josh was talking about the other week, man. Listen, don't ever bring that up again. You guys are our ass. Y'all are the strength of us, and it, and I can I can understand why it would be hard for you guys to see it, but but on our side, on our side of the pendulum, you know what I'm saying? All the stuff we've been through and the way we've seen life, man, you guys are the greatest blessing to every step of the way. I mean that from the bottom of my heart. I do mm -hmm. love both of you guys. I love all y'all guys, but y'all, especially y'all, brother Jerome. Thank you guys for tonight, man. Very powerful. Jordan, still studying. Appreciate you. Power to you. I'm out. <laughs> hey. Hey, listen. Hey, Darren. Huh? Everybody got, we don't, everybody we equal, but everybody got things that set them apart. Jerome probably got at least, I'm going to say two, but probably three notebooks. <laughs> right? He reads. All the time, and he writes every Tuesday. He writing notes. He he'll, he'll call me tomorrow and share one of them or something. But <laughs> that's the unique thing about him when he when he speaks, it's going to be from his personal experience, and it's going to be attached to a scripture every time, every every time. And so, good job, Jay. Love you, and man, just man, my takeaway, man. Again, man, you guys hear me say it, man. I know this thing is put together from God. We celebrate the word. We love on each other. And 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 Darren, just to share some things, man. And over this year, man, we've all been through some trials and tribulations, man. 
Uh, Rick went through some things, man. The, the outpouring of love. I've been going through everybody, everybody, man. So when I, so what these guys talk about, what, what you hear is 100% authentic. It's, it's 100% authentic, man. So if you ever, I'm going to get your number from Josh and I'm going to send it to everybody because you part of the family. Like, no, ain't no, I appreciate ain't no 90 it, day probationary period. Who that was, Brother Dakota? Was mm -hmm. it Brother Dakota that thought of the 90 day probationary period or Brother Robert? No, it had to be Dakota. I came in fresh. Yeah. <laughs> that was George. <laughs> yeah, it was George. George thought it was a ninety-day probation period. No, you, you are you are officially family now, man. You, if you man, need something tonight, it. or in the middle of the night, or tomorrow when you get everybody number, please call. And Glenn says it every week. Ain't number the ride. Ain't number the road trip. So and they, they say we, we mean that. So great job, Jonathan. Love you guys. Anybody want to hang out after we get finished? Hey, just just stay on. I know Jerome, he go, he getting ready to go and friends. He 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 yawning, but he holding it in like you in church for somehow. Anyway, bro. bro. Hey man, as Jonathan, man, awesome topic, awesome breakdown of the scripture in your own study, increase your understanding and bringing it to the table the way you did shows the maturity and the growth that God is putting on the inside of you. God is correct, you know, to be watch you young guys come along the way you're coming. Man, Amen. it gives joy to my heart. I enjoy it to watch how y'all are growing. It is so, so powerful. Uh, man, Mr. Charles, I heard God say he's going to work it out. My and God. getting the victory. Amen. And, and so I don't know what it is, but it's worked out and you got the victory. Amen. Amen. And in due season. I, I received that, my brother. In yes, due sir. season. Yes, sir. In due season. And that's a blessing. Darren, man, awesome. Awesome energy, bro. And, and, and we we don't rebuke in, in uh haste. We we do anything and we're talking this in love. And we give it, we can take it. If you got something to say, don't don't sit back because you think somebody got a little bit more knowledge. You see what God is giving you to say. We, we're forever learning. Right. We ain't scared to learn. So, you know, please, man, you know, it's it. I, I was enjoying the um, the conversation very, very much so. And, and, and as a teacher, it helps me to know that somebody is going to push me in my own study. And, and, and I thank God for it. Man, I, I love this group like y'all don't even understand. I brag on y'all. Like there ain't there ain't no tomorrow. And even with the um on the message last night with the people I was with, they know all about every one of y'all. <laughs> and she is the, the lady that, that facilitated it in the middle, Pastor Tanya. I mean, that's a powerful woman of God, man. And uh, she's excited. I told her that when one day when they have, you know, COVID is lifted where we can get in a group and we can come together, we try to come down to Augusta for uh, one of her men's and sit in there as a group and and support them because she has a powerful, powerful mission that she's on in Augusta, Georgia, and, and it's something. And if you guys, if you got Facebook, you can log on to her, her website, El Shaddai Worship Center International in Augusta, Georgia. And I think this is the fourth video, I, the fourth one I've done with them. And there's some powerful things, powerful episodes that they have on marriage or and all kind of things. So if you got nothing to do, check it out. It's worth it. And it's on my page. You can go and put it up on my page as well. 
Uh, man, I'm just I'm excited about what God is doing, and I'm just ready for the next manifestation. Uh, I heard the prayer request thus far. Anybody got any other prayer request? Yeah, um, pray on my mom. I just found out some stuff, but I believe in God. He's a great healer. Mm -hmm. Amen. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, my aunt, my aunt is still dealing with. Uh, uh, she been in the hospital for like a month. Like, well, she had got COVID, so um, they still they still got her there. So uh, just uh, just pray for her and uh, mm -hmm. uh, just pray safe safe travels as I'm, as I travel because I, I play for a living. So I, I I do music. So I'm always on an airplane and going places. So just pray my strength and play my you know God's protection. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Um, just pray, uh, answer prayers. My baby girl just got home from LA. She had some hiccups along the way, but um, she made it in. My mother-in-law is a, uh, she's uh, in the uh, getting therapy. She's in the therapy center now. She just made it there. So uh, appreciate you, brothers. Amen. 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 Well, Father God, you heard the prayers God has gone forth out of these men, Father. And Father, we're in one place and with one accord. You said we will hear the power come like a rushing mighty wind. Father, we ask that the power of the anointing go right now to and fro, Father, opening up every situation that has been spoken openly before you by these men, God. We ask for traveling mercy, God, for George on his way. We ask for the hospital visit to Aunt God that you probably put your healing hands on a mother that got a report, Father. You said the sickness not unto death, but to the glory of God. And Father, yes. we receive it right now, yes, and we Lord. thank you for yes. the report that came forth, God, that you showed your power as you've done so many times. And Father, if you ask right now that you continue to show your power. Father, yes. move like you never moved before, God, in this group, up and down in it, God. Anything that we stand in the need of, Father, we ask you collectively, God, to move in us, God, and give us what we stand. And Father, anything that needs to be rooted out, Father, we open up our arms, God, and we let you have your way in our lives, God, and through the Holy Spirit, cleanse us like never before. God, we thank you for what you're doing through every step of the way, Father. And you said if you order our steps in your word that we may not sin against you. Father, keep us on the right path, God, that we do what does to glorify you, Father. It is nothing, God, that we do to glorify ourselves, but you get all glory, honor, and praise. Continue to be with us, God, as we walk this journey called life. And Father, we ask a special blessing upon the man of God that broke the bread of life tonight. Father, yes. you opened up his understanding and you increased him in knowledge. Father, continue yes, him yes. on that journey, Father, that when you speak, he will hear and God will say what thus says the Lord. Father, mm -hmm. we thank you that you're molding him and giving him what he needs, God, so that in that time, God, that you will use that vessel that you are shaping in your image. Continue, God, just to, to magnify yourself in us. And God, when it's all said and done, we'll give you all glory, honor, and praise. It's in the master's name of Jesus Christ we do pray. All in agreement, say amen. 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 Ooh. Hey, now Glenn and Dakota, everybody, y'all can hang around. No Jay gonna leave, and you know, brother Robert got a ten o'clock bedtime. Um, <laughs> hey, listen, hey, listen, listen, listen. Uh, Glenn and uh, forget, forget uh, Dakota. Uh, take it easy on him. Dakota don't know how. He don't know how, but take it easy on him. Hey, Dakota is the one want to pepper spray me in the face. What you mean? <laughs> Right, they didn't know. I had to tell them about the cold walking around with a Delicate hard hat and flag. And oh, they, they didn't know. They, they didn't know. Man, listen, 